Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Second Warner Brothers. Whoops. What's happening, everybody? Hello, what Ryan said right there. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on July 26th. How's everybody doing? Hopefully everybody's doing great. Uh, how we doing out there, huh? Are we relaxed now? Are we more like, you know, we're coming down from uh, from the, the weekend that we had? The weekend. Oh, wait, we're going to talk about more about possibly more stuff. I don't know. We're going to talk about all kinds of shit. Anyways, welcome to Film Junkie Live. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you follow me on all the stuff that's down there. Got the Patreon if you support that. If you want to be a member, do that. We do a members-only stream every Wednesday. So if you want to take part in that, please do so. Support the channel. Support support the guys trying to post more stuff on uh, Patreon. So... There you go. So, yes, again, hello there, Ryan. How's it going? We know, dude. This isn't new, though. This has been a problem going on into Hollywood since Life of Pi in 2012 when they talked about how much overworked we Okay, so why does the biggest studio still continue to do this? That is my question. Okay. Third like. Thank you. Yes, hit that like thumbs up. Come on, guys. Howdy, Miss Stephanie. How you doing? Uh, oh, fuck Marvel with a PH. I like that. What's going on? Tony Movie Chappie D9, a Neil Blomkamp fan. How you doing? But David just got out from seeing Nope. Really good movie, and I definitely plan on rewatching it again this week, but this is my second favorite. Okay, so Get Out, I'm assuming, is your first one? So, yeah, you know, I'm still kind of de- de- deciding that. Hey, we'll talk about that, Nikki. How's it going, Miss Captain Gator Girl? How's it going, Eric? Yep, yeah. Ever uh, think about getting a bike? Nah, never really have. I've watched, I've seen too many uh, bike accidents. So, what's going on? Selena Kyle is here. All right, who else we got? All right, who else is uh, here? New, new. Ah, mustache rides for all. Hashtag that. How's it going, darling? Good to see you. We got Tyler right here. Always good to see you. Ah, and we got Mr. Jason. What's up, people? I can't believe WBD doesn't delay their movies to help the VFX artists and not treat them. Oh, wait. <laughs> What's going on, Rosemary? Good to see you, too, as per usual. Saying hi to everybody. Hey, Legends here, too. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Like I said, hit that like, thumbs up. Share it. Share the stream if you would be so uh, kind, to. So, let's see. Uh... <laughs> What? All right, that's a funny one. Oh, 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 don't do that. Come on, what are you doing? All right. Let's see, Nerdy Mastermind. Hey, Dave, here enjoying the stream. While I disagree with 90% of what you say, I always tune in because I want to hear different opinions. Don't want to uh, be an echo chamber. Well, that's good. 90%, huh? That's interesting. Like, what, what, are we disag- what are you disagreeing with there? But that's cool. I appreciate that. I mean, that's what I try to do, too, you know? I mean, that's why, like, when it comes to my Twitter following i don't follow just like one side of everything i like to get everybody's take on shit so what's going on gustavo good to see you we got steve-o right here all right what's good what's good mr southbound huh? you know just talking movies talking nerdy stuff that's what i do it's what i do so but no i appreciate that no i actually like i like it if, uh, if someone disagrees 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You know, let's try. I know 90% is a lot though. I was like, dang. I mean, you know, I thought maybe, you know, uh, 50, 60 would, you know, maybe, you know, but it's fine. 90%. That's, that's a lot, but it's fine. It's perfectly okay. You can do that. It's good. But anyways, guys, all right. Hopefully you guys had a good, uh, Tuesday. I said Tuesday. I mean, yeah, yesterday was a busy show talking about all kinds of stuff, man. Henry Cavill just doesn't seem want to want to get out of, uh, the news right now. And we're going to be talking about that. Of course, uh, that handsome devil, but he's not going to be, uh, of course, the main topic. We're going to talk about some Marvel studios, when it comes to uh, an article that got released today talking about the VFX house. And then, of course, we're going to talk about, hey, the director, which, you know, I'm sure all you guys saw that. But I'll give you my opinion and take on that whole thing on who's directing, of course, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. And then, hey, guess what? The showrunners from Harley Quinn. They're uh, showing some love for the air cut. So that's going to be uh, pretty cool stuff. But uh, let's get the show started and get to the fucking tweets. Huh? Let's get to the tweets. Let's see. Did I turn that off? Yes, it did. All right. Let's get to the tweets here. Boop. All right. Here we go. We're going to the tweets right now. And, of course, hey, David Warner, may, may he rest in peace. David Warner, we, uh, uh, we raised our glasses up yesterday when it came to the passing of David Warner, who, of course, voiced... Raz al Ghul when it came to Batman the Animated Series. So here's a shot, of course, Raz right there in the Demon's Quest part due. That's right. I haven't gotten to that episode on Batman the Fanimated. Hopefully you guys are checking out Batman the Fanimated stream with me and Mr. Scott McClellan. And we got Fran right here just showing like a really awesome, you know, Wayne T. Carr, Green Lantern gif right here. He does very good gifts. If you're not following Mr. Fran, you should. He puts, like, high-quality GIFs out there. That's right, GIFs, not GIFs, GIFs. Hey, we got some, uh, I got some makeup tests. Why did he look not, he didn't look this scary in the movie. Am I wrong here? But here's Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. And is it me, or does he look freakier right here? Stage 3 monster makeup test 1. Why does he look more freaky here? I don't know. Maybe it's the teeth. I don't know. The mouth. Uh, maybe because he wasn't in that Takawatiti, uh, you know. <laughs> Very interesting, right? Does he look a little bit? Does he look a little bit uh, more uh, freakier there? I, I would have. I'm, I'm guessing so, right? Jeez. I love this right here. This video right here. I saw this yesterday. It it it, it warmed my heart. Because this is when you know with you, when you're with your friends. Like, you're, you're doing this, and it's like, no, no, no. No, no, you're not doing a heart. There's a cigarette and a drink. <laughs> That's so freaking good. I like that. So, yeah. Uh, 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 nope, 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 nope. There you go. Now you're good. That's right. That's when you know when you're with your boys right there. When you're with your boys. It's good stuff. Uh, Scott Derrickson, he said he read a review for the Black Phone that called it an unholy cross between the Silence of the Lambs and the Karate Kid. That is one hell of a review right there. Good on Scott Derrickson. The Black Phone is excellent. One of my favorite movies of the year. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, it is on streaming. And I'm just happy. You know, the guy lost Doctor Strange 2. And ended up making a smaller horror thriller movie. And it's actually doing very, very well at the box office. So, uh, you know, obviously, if you look at it, if you look at it to the budget, the budget was teeny tiny. And it's made over like $100 million, So it's good stuff. I like that. 
I like that. Hopefully uh, you checked out the, uh, you know, the uh, little uh, opening sketch from yesterday's show when it came to Dwayne Johnson talking about uh, answering the question from Brandon Davis of comicbook.com asking about Henry Cavill and Superman. So, you know, I posted that as a separate video. So hopefully you guys checked it. You know, if you missed it yesterday, check it out. It's on the channel, of course, or on the website, whatever you want to do. You know, talking all that stuff, talking, of course, the, the, the voodoo numbers and everything. We got Mastiff Shy right here, Alessandro, who does excellent drawings. He uh, drew the uh, my little banner behind me uh, for me. I asked him to do it, and uh, that's what that's obviously there. And, uh, you know, he posted this right here. The Justice League returns home. Ezra, The Flash, Henry Cavill, you know, all this stuff right here. It is pretty cool. You know, you got, I mean, can you imagine what the, what was it like? You know, when they got back onto the Flying Fox to go home, uh, not in the mood to sing. <laughs> Arthur, it's, it's been a five-hour trip. Let them be. Re uh, happy birth, happy rebirth day. You know, you got Barry saying, like, happy rebirth day to Superman. Everybody's kind of happy. It'd be an interesting, uh, it'd be interesting to, to see the scene of them going home. And I, and I asked the question, would Superman actually get into the ship or would he just fly himself? You know, and I think, yeah, you know. And then judging by people's responses, yeah, he'd probably go onto the ship and just kind of be like, hey, these guys are, uh, these are my people right here. I mean, why not? So, hey, what's going on? Let's get to know each other. I mean, I, I, I do kind of wish there was like some kind of conversation with the group. That's one thing that I do wish that there was a scene where, I mean, obviously we got that great Clark and Bruce scene where they're you know, of course moving back into the uh into the uh the kent house and they have that exchange that's a great scene but i, I but i would have liked to have a scene that had all of them just kind of going like hey you know what's going on it's uh we brought you back and all this thing you know would have been uh interesting to see that if there was something like that in Zack snyder's justice league or follow-up uh, hey, this is what home uh, Homelander would look like if uh, if uh, he was a woman. And uh, I will say, geez, can I get your number? Huh? My God, Anthony Starr, you make a you make a sexy chick. But yeah, yeah, yeah look, it's Home Wrecker. That's right. So that's what Homelander would look like if uh, if uh, you know he was a woman right there. So. And uh, this is pretty funny right here. Uh, you know, I'm posting this at the drive-thru. You got the penguin right there. Ice cream machine out of order. Everybody always complains that McDonald's ice cream machine constantly breaks down, which you would think that one of the most popular fast food restaurant franchises wouldn't just, you know, have their machine go out all the time. But people constantly talk about it. But then I say at the same time, why the fuck are you eating that garbage? Anyways, okay. So, and then if uh, anybody out there is uh, looking for uh, any assistant with thumbnails, editing, graphic design for your uploads or live stream, uh, we got somebody right here from T3 Media Studios. You know, if anybody's looking for that, go for it. And, uh, and then we got Aaron Rodgers right here, definitely going for a certain mood, a certain look. And uh, I mean, that look is put the bunny down. Did you guys see this shit? This Aaron Rodgers. Showing up, I guess, you know, for training camp for Green Bay in a wife beater and some jeans with the long hair, slow motion walk up with his uh, backpack. Of course, he's not going to wear the backpack. He's going to carry it because then he's going to drop it right there. 
and then walk. I mean, come on. He's definitely doing Con Air. He's doing Con Air. He's doing Nick Cage Con Air, right? I mean, that's what he's going for. <laughs> it's it's so freaking ridiculous. All right. Uh, maybe he'll get that ring. Or he's got a ring, right? Is he going to get another one? I don't know. Jesus Christ. Aaron Rodgers. That's what they pay him the big bucks for right there, I guess. Anybody? All right. Well, okay. Yeah. So that's Aaron Rodgers for you right there. And apparently, I haven't watched The Gray Man yet. Has anybody watched The Gray Man yet? Anybody? I don't know. I didn't catch it over the weekend. It was too busy of a weekend that I didn't have time to watch The Gray Man. I'm going to have to fit it in here somewhere because I do want to watch it. But apparently, there's going to be a sequel with Ryan Gosling uh, that was announced by Netflix. It's a spinoff movie. Uh, well, it's not really a spinoff. It's a sequel. But, uh, you know, it's going to have uh, the Deadpool writers, Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese. So, Interesting. Still have to watch it. Still have to watch it. And this sucks. Martin Scorsese's Killers Killers of the Flower Moon will not release this year. It will instead premiere at Cannes Film Festival May of 2023. So we have to wait even longer for cinema. We have to wait longer for cinema, guys. Cinema. We got to wait longer for that. Relax. All right. But Antoine Fuqua's uh, Emancipation, starring Will Smith, will release... Late 2022, early 2023 on Apple Plus TV. It is said to be Fuqua's best film since Training Day. So that's interesting. And hopefully, hopefully, it can be a Will Smith resurgence. The guy's been in hiding ever since the infamous slap. Sadly, because, you know, we all love Will Smith. And uh, he had one really bad night that was also a good night. And he hasn't said anything, nothing on Instagram. His Instagram used to be just full of life, full of awesome videos, full of a lot of good things. And uh, as much as, uh, you know, it was really divisive on that whole thing, at the same time, we still love Will Smith. And hopefully, maybe this will bring him back into the light. And uh, hopefully when he comes back to life, he goes, I'm getting divorced. Anyways, okay, moving on. Look at this. It's our first look at Brandon Frazier. Brandon Frazier right here in uh, Arna what is it? Darren Arnaskis. I can never say his name right. Um, uh, in The Whale. Look at this guy. Jeez, that is insane. Brandon Frazier's coming for that Academy Award, everybody. That's what's happening. But, yeah, we heard about he's going to be in The Whale. Look at that. Look at that. That's right. That is some awesome makeup right there. I don't think Brendan Fraser actually, you know, I mean, I, we all know that, you know, he did kind of swell up a little bit. Yeah, he has, but yeah, it, not this bad. But, man, I'm telling you what, this man is coming for some awards right here, it seems like. But it's going to be interesting to see that first trailer. Uh, if you've read the synopsis for this movie, it is sounds pretty batshit crazy. So, I know, his career comeback has been just so awesome. So awesome. Just got to love it. Ashton Kutcher on returning to That 90s Show. Uh, Mila and I were contemplating it. We thought, listen, we're only in this position that we're in because of that show, so let's just go back and do this. So, yes, That 90s Show that's going to be coming out on Netflix, which I'm looking forward to because I liked That 70s Show. Uh, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, of course, coming back. And it's like, yeah, you got to go back because this set off all of your careers, man. So that... It's much respect right there. Much respect. We got some new Metallica. The first 40 years coming out this Thursday. Opens Thursday. Yes. Can't wait for that. 
Awesome cosplay right here. Uh, Foggy Night 14 and uh, photography by Ryan Imes Photography. So look at that. That's pretty sweet. Batfleck. Batfleck costume right there. Gotta love that. Really good stuff. Hey, Dakota Johnson on Sony's Madam Web set right here because it's going to be pure cinema. Am I right? Pure cinema coming your way. Looking like Jessica Jones. Um, but hey, you know, it's cool. But yeah, there she is, Madam Web. Uh, I don't know what's going to, man, I don't even, that movie's probably going to be um, a shit sandwich. But hey, it's got a good cast, at least. That's all we can um, hope for. Good cast. David Ayer. Posting this right here because he's filming his new movie, The Beekeeper, director David Ayer. Right there. You got a little plaque right there put up on a brick wall. You got to love that, too. And, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to Colin Farrell, this is uh, an old video, but Colin Farrell is me. Colin Farrell is me. What are you working on now? Uh, keeping my shit together. <laughs> yes. That's uh, what we all are striving to do, keeping our shit together, right? Oh, but let's look at the magic of filmmaking right here. Zack Snyder posted this video on Vero showing some insanity that's happening. And, of course, he is the DP. He is the cinematographer. So uh, this is uh, Zack right here filming some kind of crazy scene. So check this out. This is pretty fucking cool. What the hell was he shooting? Got two cameras. Got a camera on a crane right there. You got Zach right there, propped up behind the camera, getting dirty. That's why we love this man. He he just loves filmmaking like this, getting fucking dirty. I love it. I'm not sure who's uh, yelling right now. Um, that there's a, a bit of an accent that happens. I don't know who exactly is uh, uh, saying whatever when it comes to that, but um, sounds cool. There was an F-bomb being said, so obviously Rebel Moon is, we already knew it was going to be uh, rated R, but yeah, there you go. Zach right there, just like getting down and dirty um, with the camera right there, filming some Rebel Moon. Just so freaking good, man. So freaking good. Can't wait for this. Can't wait for that first trailer, man. This movie's going to be something else. This movie's going to be something else. Uh, it's going to be interesting, too. Um, I might uh, I might have so, a little bit of uh, Rebel Moon tea for, uh, you know, something. So maybe I'll talk about it in the members-only stream, throw it up on Patreon. But some little bit of that. Just a little bit. Little bit. Little bit. Little bit. So but that's just really fucking cool. I just love that. I love that. And uh, happy anniversary, nine-year anniversary for James Mangold's The Wolverine, which I enjoy, and the director's cut is better, of course, the superior one. Um, and, but, uh, you know, Logan is the best one, which is also directed by uh, Mangold. But, man, um, he did a good job when it came to Wolverine. Him and Hugh Jackman did some good shit. And then speaking of Zack Snyder, that's right. Remember this? Remember when this happened? 
This is why I got a little upset with people last Thursday when uh, when somebody asked at Comic-Con during Jim Lee's panel about no further Snyderverse plans or whatever the hell. And, uh, you know, some of the some of the some of the people in the uh, fandom started turning on Jim Lee. I'm like, no, nah, they were these two respect the absolute shit out of each other. So uh, a nice little reminder right here. Thank you, Mr. Aaron Bailey, for posting this right here. But my God. Yeah. Jeez. So, I mean, that's why I'm like, no, you don't you don't no show no disrespect right there uh, when they uh, were honoring Batman right there. So there you go. And then we got DC teasing something about the death of Superman tomorrow. Something is happening. Something's happening. So I don't know exactly what's happening, uh, but a lot of people have been tweeting this out going, okay, well, I'm intrigued. But yes, DC, uh, the official Superman DC Twitter handle posted this tomorrow. So a lot of people are intrigued. So am I. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. And then speaking of, uh, of course, posting um, that Rebel Moon stuff on uh, the Rebel Moon shot, that video on Vero, somebody asked, holy shit, which which sin lens are you using, Zach? And he answers, ones I made. That's right, Zach Snyder, because he just is, he just is. He's a madman, okay? Of course, he makes his own lenses. You can actually go back. Go back to last year, the last time that, that Zack Snyder was on the vodka stream um, talking about Army of the Dead. We had a whole little panel talking with him on Army of the Dead. He was like pulling out lenses, talking about lenses, and then, of course, talking about the dream lens and everything. And he even talked about it then, about creating his own lenses. So if you guys didn't check out that, do yourselves a favor. If you're new to the channel, go back, type in Army of the Dead spoiler discussion or whatever. It's a vodka stream that happened last, last year in May. And uh, Zach showed up and talked about all kinds of stuff. And um, he was very much in his PJs and uh, he started falling asleep, which, uh, you know, power to the man for again. That's why we love him. He took time to uh, talk to us, us uh, fans, just to, uh, you know, talk about his movie, which is great. And then we have, uh, according to uh, Bruce Campbell, Evil Dead Rise test screenings have gone so well that a theatrical release may now be on the table. Thank you. Please let that happen. You know me. I love me some Army of the Dead. It's my favorite all-time horror movie, the first one. And Ash vs. Evil Dead was great. Everything was great. I want to see more. And even the remake of Evil Dead was great. So continue on, please, with the Evil Dead franchise. Let's do this. Please. Of course, we'll talk about that. Happy three-year anniversary to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Fantastic movie. Uh, one of my favorite movies of that year, which, uh, you know, it's just one of those feel-good movies that you just can't get enough of, right? So great. Really captures that era. And it's got Margot Robbie, and she's pretty, and so is Leo and Brad. They're all just too much prettiness in there. Just too much pretty, Right. Uh, and then One Dark Night, um, right here, uh, as such a catastrophic feel, perfect for narrative that's uh, crafted. Jock doesn't forget to infuse plenty of emotion throughout the, some of the great, uh, great, tenacious Batman moments and a satisfying conclusion, uh, full review. I got to check this one out. Mm, got to pull that one. I got to go to the comic book store. I haven't been there in a while, and I need to really uh, make my way and grab me some books. I'll probably do that this weekend. When I go see DC Super Pets. Anyways. All right. So Teen Titans Go director Peter McHale 
says Zack Snyder's cameo happened because he was already a fan of the show. So, yes, one of the best things that came out of this weekend was the fact that Zack Snyder is going to cameo on Teen Titans Go, which is absolutely fantastic. And uh, the quote right here uh, from the director, he says he's a fan of the show. Yo, we reached out and pitched him the idea. He loved it and was actually a fan, like Greg saying, of the show. It was surprisingly very easy. It was, and it was great. It was an incredible experience, and we're honored to have him as a part of Teen Titans Go World for sure. So there you go. If you wanted to know what exactly happened when it came to Mikhail and uh, his people pitching the idea to Zack Snyder showing up at Teen Titans Go, there it is right there. So awesome stuff. Can't wait to see the episode. Should be something pretty magical. Hey, it's something, guys. It's something. It's Zack Snyder in a DC property, who he's a fan of. He's a fan of it. But again, like I said yesterday, let's get him in Rick and Morty next. Can we get him in Rick and Morty? We know he's a Rick and Morty fan, so we need him to get in Rick and Morty next. But that's how that all happened. That's what, uh, that's what they were talking about over there at Teen Titans Go. Cannot wait. This fall, going to be happening. Should be good. And then, uh, hey, we got this piece right here. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Detrinti. Detrinti posted this right here. Remember, 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 guys. Oh, I don't mean to remind you about this, but remember, ah, uh, this really ah 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 hurts the heart. But remember when Guillermo del Toro was going to be, uh, you know, he was going to be making a Justice League dark movie, and you know, it didn't happen. It got canceled. Why? Because. Again, this was when Warner Brothers was big-time idiots, and they just didn't do the shit that people wanted. Uh, you know, we're hopefully hopefully that uh, can change right there, but the Trinity right here made this little uh, art right here of what could possibly uh, have happened in that in that movie. I like how he uses uh, Mr. Grundy right there, and uh, I love the fact that uh, Mr. Constantine is on the ground right there, probably pretty beat up, but he's going to smoke a cigarette, because why not? So, Yeah. Man, remember when that was going to be a thing? And then JJ said he was going to do something, and we have gotten fuck all when it comes to that. My God. My God. So there you go. That are the tweets, the tweets right there. So there you go. Incredible art. I know. Detrinti, if you're not following him, follow his Instagram. The man just puss, put puss, pushed. <laughs> Jeez, Christ. That was a slip of the tongue. Zing. Um... The guy pushes out just like he just posts really good, um, really good art. And, of course, he's got a Patreon where he gives you early access to the art and much more stuff. So there you go. So make sure you're following him right there. Freudian slip. You got to love it, right? Okay, let's talk about the main topic right now. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's talk about Marvel Studios. All right, so this isn't the first time we've heard about this. Um, there's been some VFX artists that have come about, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago. If you actually look, if you were to search the channel, you can actually find when I talked about this the first time when a bunch of VFX artists like went to a Reddit thread and started complaining about the work conditions and the crazy hours and the last minute changes that Marvel Studios was, uh, was doing when it came to, uh, when it came to the movies and the TV shows and whatnot. Now we got this whole article from Vulture. So I was like, all right, let's go through this and talk about this a little more because I mean, obviously this is not a new thing. I'm sure there's, 
when you work in Hollywood, you work in movies, you're guaranteed you're going to be working some grueling hours. And you're going to be working a lot of, I mean, we had somebody like right at the beginning. We had somebody right at the beginning like, this is not new, blah, blah, blah. This, remember when they were talking about, uh, you know, House of Pie back in 2012? And I'm like, okay, but why is the biggest, why is one of the biggest studios still doing this shit? Why is that happening? You know, that's all. So why is that happening? I don't, that's, I don't get it. Um, they shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. Right. And mind you, I mean, I'm not, this is not going to be like every, I'm, I'm sure there's some VFX houses that are perfectly okay and perfectly had like a great time. I, I've reached out and even talked to, um, people VFX, you know, that are just like, Hey, yeah, yeah. You know, that is the case, but that can also be the case as the opposite of, uh, having a good time. So it's not always going to be the case, but at the same time, why is it that all of a sudden we got these VFX artists coming out talking about Marvel specifically? I'm sure Disney, you know, even Disney is going to be uh, just just putting the whole the whole umbrella under Disney is probably a thing. But there's the article right here. So let's kind of go through this here. You know, it's, it's not a long article. Don't worry, guys. But here's the article right here uh, from Vulture. It says, I'm a VFX artist and I'm tired of getting pixel fucked by Marvel. That's right. I like that. Pixel fucked by Marvel. It's pretty well known and even uh, darkly joked about across uh, all of uh, the VF, uh, visual effects houses that working on Marvel shows is really hard. Now, mind you, this is another thing that I didn't realize. Uh, when they say shows, they don't mean just the TV shows. They also mean the movies. In the world of VFX, and I realized this when talking to uh, talking to like Brian Haroda, DJ uh, last year, when uh, you know they worked on, of course, Justice League and working on the Flash. They, they all call it the show. They all all call it. They'll call a movie the show. It's it's really uh, it's interesting. Like I was like, it kind of throws you off a little bit because they always say the show. But uh, yeah, it's really hard. When I worked on one movie, it was almost six months of overtime every day. I was working seven days a week, averaging 64 hours a week on a good week. Marvel generally works you really hard. I've had coworkers sit next to me, break down, and start crying. I've had people having anxiety attacks on the phone. The studio has a lot of power over the effects houses just because it has... So many blockbuster movies coming out one after the other. If you upset Marvel in any way, there's a very high chance you're not going to get those projects in the future. So the effects houses are trying to bend over backward to keep Marvel happy. Jesus Christ. Sounds like a bad relationship right here. My God. Kevin Feige is cracking the whip, man. Just cracking the whip. To get to get work, the houses bid on a project. They are all trying to come uh, they're all trying to come in right under one another's bid. With Marvel, the bids will typically come in quite a bit under, and Marvel's happy with that relationship because it saves it money. But what ends up happening is that all Marvel projects tend to be understaffed, where I would usually have a team of 10 VFX artists on a non-Marvel movie. On one Marvel movie, I got two, including myself. Holy shit. So every person is doing more work than they need to do. The other thing with Marvel is it's famous for asking for lots of changes throughout the process. So you're already overworked, but then Marvel's asking for regular changes way in excess of what any other client does. And some of those changes are really major. Maybe a month or two before 
a movie comes out, Marvel will have us change the entire third act. And we're talking about you, Black Panther. Jesus Christ. Remember? Remember that? Remember the horrible VFX of Black Panther? Man, that third act, that final battle was horrible. It was really tight turnaround time. So, yeah, it's just not a great situation all around. One VFX house could not finish the number of shots and reshoots Marvel was asking for in time. So Marvel had to give my studio the work ever since the house has effectively been blacklisted from getting Marvel work. Holy shit. You don't do it in time. We're going to blacklist you. My God. Part of the problem comes from the MCU itself. Just the sheer number of movies it has and TV shows. It sets dates and it's very inflexible on those dates, yet it's quite willing yet it's quite willing to do. I love how they saying yet it's like Marvel Studios is like this fucking sentient thing. It's like this beast. It, which I guess it is, yet it's uh, quite willing to do reshoots and big changes very close to the dates without shifting them up or down. This is not a new dynamic. I remember going to a presentation by one of the v- other VFX houses about an early MCU movie, and people were talking about how they were getting pixel-fucked. That's a term that is, u- that, that, that is used in the industry when the client will nitpick over every little pixel, even if you, uh, you never notice it. A client might say, this is not exactly what I want, and you keep working you keep working at it. But they have an, no idea what they want, so they'll just be like, can you try this? Can you just try that? They'll want you to change the entire setting and entire environment pretty late in the movie. Thor Ragnarok, remember that? Remember when we saw, what's her name? Hella, stop the hammer. When we saw that first trailer, there was an entirely different fucking environment. And then it ended up being, you know, when we saw the movie, it was like, oh, wait, that background totally changed. What the hell happened there? The main problem is most of Marvel's directors aren't familiar with working with visual effects. Hmm. A lot of them have just done little indies at the Sundance Film Festival and have never worked with VFX. There it is. That right there. See, this is when, you know, and I'm just totally just giving an ego hummer to Zack Snyder on this show today. But I mean, that man, I mean, you never hear a complaint about that because he knows, he knows what to do. He knows what, which guys to use, which studios to use. And that's why his VFX pop. And you never hear a complaint about that. They don't know how to visualize something that's not there yet. That's not, that's not on set with them. Some directors really just know how to do that. So Marvel even often starts asking for what we call final renders and we're working through a movie, we'll send work-in-progress images that are not pretty but show where we're at. Marvel often asks if them, uh, for them to be delivered at a much higher quality very early on, and that takes a lot of time. Marvel does that because its directors don't know how to look at the rough images early on and make judgment calls. But that is the way the industry has to work. You can't show something super pretty and then the basics are still being fleshed out. Yeah, you hear that, Takawatiti? When you're like talking shit about a shot in your own movie? The other issue is, when we're in post-production, we don't have a director of photography involved. So we're coming up with the shots a lot of the time. It causes a lot of incongruity Incongruity, a good example of uh, incongruity, you know, said that wrong. A good example of what happens in these scenarios is the battle scene at the end of Black 
Panther. See, Black Panther was just a stunning example of this fuckery right here. The, fixes, the physics are completely off. Suddenly, the characters are jumping around, doing all crazy moves like action figures in space. Suddenly, the camera is doing these motions that haven't happened in the rest of the movie. It all looks a bit cartoony. Yes, it has broken the visual language of the film 100%. Things need to change on two ends of the spectrum. Marvel needs to train its directors on working with visual effects and have a better vision out of the gate. This is why, again, people like Zack Snyder sketch everything out. He has a fucking book full of sketches, sketching frame shots, sketching all kinds of things. The studio needs to hold its director's feet to the fire more to commit to what they want. The other thing is unionization. Union, yeah, unions. That's the thing. They need unions. There is a growing movement to do that because it would help make sure that the VFX houses can't take bids without having to consider what the impacts would be. Because a lot of the time, it's like you get to work on a Marvel show and you'll work on that for cheaper just because it's cool. Some of the problems I mentioned are universal to every show and every project, but you end up doing less overtime on other shows. You end up being able to push back more of the directors than uh, and, uh, when they say something like, hey, I want this. You could do uh, you could be like, this doesn't make sense. Not every client is has the bullying power of Marvel. Way to end the fucking article right there. The bullying power of Marvel. That's what happens when you become the big dog, right? You're just like, dance, puppets, dance. What are you talking about? You don't need sleep. And, you know, and it's funny, too, because I, you know, I, I want the uh, the corridor crew guys, the VFX dudes on YouTube that break down VFX uh, shots and everything like that. I want them to, to talk about this. I really hope, I mean, I haven't caught up on their videos. Maybe they have talked about this a little bit, but you know, they always break down and how long things could take. I mean, to render some of these shots could take fucking hours and hours and hours. You know, you try to tweak things here, tweak things there, and then all of a sudden you have to render the shot. And that takes a lot of computing power, it really does. I mean, I've done little things, I mean, I, I, a long time ago, did a whole lightsaber effect at one time, and it took me an entire weekend to do, like, 10 seconds? <laughs> 10 seconds. It's crazy how long some of this stuff will work. And some people, I, I mean, I've seen some comments on Twitter going, just do your job, man. Just do your job. Just do the job you're paid for. I mean, how hard is that? You said a computer, right? It's like, hell yeah. That's somebody who probably works at fucking Burger King. Yeah, that's probably what's happening. But yeah, so there you go. That's that's Marvel right there. Yeah, it's all it's all pretty crazy. Just pretty crazy that that's they really need to uh, they really need to fix that right there. And hopefully they will. Hopefully they will. I mean, obviously now that it's like getting out there, like it is. I mean, obviously Kevin Feige is probably going shit. I don't want this. So I mean, yeah, there needs to be unions. I guess there needs to be unions. I know some people are like, you know, they have different opinions on unions, but apparently that's what needs to be happening right here. So, hopefully some changes happened, and uh, yeah, and it's not just Marvel. I'm, you know, you know, obviously this is the whole things about Marvel Studios right now. But it's not just Marvel. I'm sure it's happening all over the place. It probably happens all over the place when it comes to Hollywood. So, yeah, that's about it. So I don't. know. What are you guys talking about right now? craziness i don't know anyways all right so 
Then we got uh, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty finds its director. That's right. And a perfect choice because it is, of course, uh, the director of Shang-Chi, Destine uh, Daniel Cretton right there. So the director of Shang-Chi is going to be directing the Avengers, um, the, the Kang Dynasty, which is freaking awesome right there. And, uh, you know. Everybody, I, I saw nobody disappointed about this. Nobody was disappointed about this. I know Kevin Feige got asked about it. He was like, uh, yeah, like uh, the Russo brothers going to be coming back. What's going to be happening with this? But he already knew that uh, he had somebody in mind, obviously, which just leads me to believe that, okay, so obviously there's supposed to be a Shang-Chi spinoff that's going to be happening that, that that he's working on, that Mr. Uh, Mr. Destin is working on right now. And then, of course, there's going to be a Shang-Chi sequel, which I'm sure will lead right into um, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. So um, Shang-Chi, when it comes to Phase 4, where we're at right now, is it Phase 4 where we're at right now, right? I mean, I think it's the strongest outing when it comes to the movies. I, it's top tier. In my, in my opinion, it's top tier MCU. So no problems with that. I think this is a good choice. And, uh, you know, let's get more of those great fight scenes. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Shang-Chi, I mean, I'm guessing he's going to be like probably like one of the leaders of this new Avengers that they're, uh, that's going to be happening. But, yeah, man, I'm telling you what. Good choice. Good choice. It's like, yeah, the Russos had their time. The Russos had their time. They're making, they're making their own stuff. Let them make their own stuff, okay? The Russos had their time. And, I, you know, and it's kind of funny, too, because I wonder if, like, Kevin Feige, when he was thinking about who's going to be directing, like, the first one, I'm sure he had, like, you know, some of the Phase 4 directors. I'm sure he had some of the Phase 4 directors, like, uh, you know, on a list right there, and he was just kind of like, hmm, can you imagine if uh, Sam Raimi, maybe Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi directing uh, an Avengers movie? The fucking internet... Oh, man, the Internet would be divisive. It would blow up if that were the case. But everybody has collectively went, okay, yeah, him, the Shang-Chi director? Sure, perfectly fine by me. I didn't see anybody push back against it. But the question is now, guys, the question is, who's going to direct Secret Wars? Because, yes, there are two Avengers movie movies coming out in 2025, which, <laughs> bullshit, that's going to come out in 2026. Are you kidding me? Release dates, get the fuck out of here. We all know release dates are never... They're just like, hey, just uh, put it on May 5th. That's Cinco de Mayo? I don't care. Just put it on there. It's going to change anyways. You know, remember, there. I mean, I think at one point, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, uh, well, which was called like Infinity, some, Infinity of War, I guess, part one and part two, they were going to be like released within like a like in the same year or something like that. They always change. But the question is, who's going to direct Secret Wars? Is it going to be him again? Is he going to direct both or is it, they going to bring in somebody else? Are they going to go like tap into Ryan Coogler? Are they going to tap into Peyton Reed? I hope not. Um, you know, John Watts. I mean, who are they going to tap into? That's the question, too. That's what a lot of people are kind of wondering is who's going to direct Secret Wars? You know, because obviously that might be a little bit of a different style. I know, yeah, a lot of people are saying that, yeah, Ryan Coogler would be a good choice. But at the same time, would Ryan Coogler want to be like, hey, I want to take a little break from all this stuff. Black Panther Wakanda Forever was a challenge. I kind of want to do a small movie now. But then again, maybe he'll be like, fuck it, let's do this. So that would be sweet. I, w- I would root for Ryan Coogler. I would. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I mean, I, I don't know if I want a Peyton Reed 
I really don't think I'd want to Peyton Reed, John Watts, not even. I mean, like, let's get somebody new in there. Let's bring Favreau back. Let's get Favreau back, but he's off doing all those Star Wars stuff. Uh, let's not get the Russos. Uh, maybe it'll just be somebody completely different. No Takawatiti. Anybody even brings up his name, you're banned. Okay? You're banned if you bring up Taka Wafakantiti. Okay? No! Do not bring up Taka. No Taka. Sorry. Got a little, uh, got a little, um, you know, energetic right there. Apologize. I apologize. No, I don't. All right. Henry Cavill. Man, you poor, <laughs> you poor bastard, you. Uh, do not. Uh, anyways. Uh, uh, Henry Cavill. So this is interesting right here. This is interesting because obviously what when it came to what happened over this weekend and the fact that we were the deadline thing and there was like try to be like positive vibes and, and, and all this kind of stuff. It was just kind of like, all right, uh, we were all hoping that Henry Cavill was going to be showing up at uh, Comic-Con. And of course he didn't. And it was all just, uh, you know, just sad, sad, sad. It was all that. Very much all that. So, but um now people were kind of going like, well, maybe he couldn't make it because of certain reasons. And then this actually was a rumor yesterday. And I was like, ah, I'm not even going to touch this. But there was a rumor yesterday that was floating around that was claiming that he got COVID. And then all of a sudden the article came out today and now it's like out there um, that, yes, in fact, that uh, The Witcher halts filming as Henry Cavill got COVID. The cast and crew of Netflix, The Witcher, were about to enter their final month of production in August while filming is uh, its most ambitious sequence yet. Uh, the Thanid Coop, 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 the vastly majority of the entire cast are expected to be involved, including Henry Cavill's. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, of course, Henry Cavill was going to be uh, yeah. including. Yeah, that's a weird thing. After a weekend break. Production was supposed to continue on Monday, July 25th, but no filming happened. The reasons were unknown at the point. Then on Tuesday, rumors began to circulate about Henry Cavill potentially contracting COVID. We've reached out to our sources and got an answer, yes. Unfortunately, Henry Cavill did contract COVID. Fortunately, being the healthy man he is, Henry will undoubtedly beat it. And recover in no time. Yeah, uh, guy's pretty uh, strong. He's Superman for fuck's sake. So, I mean, <laughs> there's that again. Now, I mean, who knows exactly, uh, you know, <laughs> um, if it's like there could be an article that comes out from from uh, somewhere else that goes, nope, debunked, that didn't happen. And a lot of people are going, that's the reason why he didn't show up. Oh, well, that's why. There you go, guys. High five. He's supposed to show up, but you know, he got he got the he got the vid, you know? Yeah, right? Right? No, no, come on. I mean, we know I mean now we know that come on. They would have said that probably, or he would have just virtually came in or said something, you know, it's like I'm sure the guy probably has like what, sniffles? He probably barely has any symptoms, you know. The dude's fucking healthy as shit. So I doubt it. And he's probably vaxxed too, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So I think he's perfectly okay. But yeah, uh, get it out of your heads that they, 
because <laughs> I saw a lot of people saying that. I'm like, no, no, no. And uh, any scoopers that try to use that as a uh, means to uh, verify or they're, they're fucking bullshit, you know, scoops out of a out of a toilet. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Can't do that. Nope. Sorry. Uh, yeah, right now we're, it's still all very much up in the air when it comes to him, uh, coming back, but we all hope that he is. And we all hope that he has a speedy recovery, no symptoms. I'm sure he's fine. And, uh, hopefully they could film, uh, hopefully they could film the rest of the Witcher and everything will be a okay with Cavill. So there you go. All right. And then finally, Hey, some air cut stuff. I mean, it's been pretty quiet when it comes to the air cut, but apparently the showrunners of uh, Harley Quinn Season 3, which is coming out on Thursday, which I can't wait for, um, they had this to say when they were being interviewed on, um, uh, during Comic-Con. So, and, and they mentioned they mentioned a little thing about the air cut and then, of course, mentioned that they are in full support of having the air cut. So here we go. Boop! Cinema blend. There's, you know, there's a, uh, a scene in the Batcave um, where on the back computer we have the sort of like traditional desktop mm-hmm. with folders mm-hmm. and it's kind of a blink and you miss it thing but if you do uh, pause it there's some pretty interesting stuff oh, on, on those things. Batman that. might have a copy of the air cut. Yes, of course um, Batman would have the air so, cut. Okay, I'm an air cut. I don't cut think I knew that. Now, but that is great. <laughs> <laughs> so when the Suicide Squad shows up, episode yes. one, the montage, that's yeah. the air movie lineup. Is that, is. A, is that a shout out to release the air cut fans? Or is that it? <laughs> we believe in all cuts of everything being released. Why is that? Put it all out, right? Yeah. 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 Put it all out there. We're real people. We're not bots. We're seeing this right here. <laughs> We're not bots. We're not bots. Say it loud. <laughs> I would love for every time I tweet anything for a response not to be to release the haircut. I have no power. At yeah, DC, I know. No stop stop tweeting him. Any power to, we're pro-releasing cuts. We can ask like nicely. Jason, yeah, they're like, we're just going to get it in their ears. Well, yeah, I'll like tweet something about my mom, and then it'll be like, release the haircut will be the response. I'm like, well, fuck, I, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, um, they, they can't do it, Gunn, guys. One of the most popular DC directors right now is a recurring character. Were you guys just like too afraid to call Zack Snyder? <laughs> <laughs> His yes. name was bandied about in the room for sure. Um, but we knew get that Zack Snyder and Harley Quinn. Mm. Uh, we thought it would be funny, given James's body of work, to portray him in this show as um, someone trying to go a little bit more. Um, I don't know, awards, mm-hmm. awards cinema. Yeah. Kind of, kind of thing. He's pivoting a bit, um, and uh, so yeah. So, so uh, I DM'd him one day, uh, knowing that he had been kind of, you know, touting our show on on Twitter. It's very kind of him. He's got a lot of followers, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was like, hey, are you interested in like playing yourself? Here's the deal. This is the movie you'd be directing, and like within, I, like, it shocked me. Like within 15 minutes, he was like, yeah, I'm in. Here's my reps info. And then we we recorded for like an hour with him. He was up in Vancouver shooting Peacemaker. Uh, I got to direct him, which was crazy. Uh, That's pretty cool. So there you go. But yes, we need to get Zack Snyder also in the Harley Quinn show. I think we're all down for that, right? I think we all should be down for that. That's pretty cool. I mean, I think, yes, if they reached out to Zack Snyder, I mean, obviously when it came to the teen Titans Go dudes, they they reached out and Zack was like totally on board. I think he would be down to be in a 
Harley Quinn as well. But yeah, so there you go. They talked about the air cut. Apparently, there's a little Easter egg folder on the Bat Computer. I guess you got to watch closely. Luckily, it's on streaming, so you can pause it, rewind, do all that stuff. But apparently, they have a copy. Batman, of course, of every of anybody would have a copy of the air cut. But yeah, that's good stuff right there. I love that. Release that freaking air cut. Ah, release that air cut. That's what it's all about. But I'm glad that they put that in there. Nice little Easter egg. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, helps get the message out there. And hopefully David Ayer knows this and uh, tweets out something. He's been a little quiet when it comes to stuff. Obviously, he's working on his movie, you know, but he'll post things every now and again. And I think he'll definitely post something uh, that has to do with the air cut when it comes to uh, Harley Quinn season three. Not sure which episode, of course. That'd be, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out when that happens. All right, guys, let's get to the Twitter questions. Here we go. All right. We have uh, Miss Captain Gator Girl, Nikki. Uh, every time I hear you say Takawatiti's name, all I hear is Takawatiti. That's right. Takawatiti or Takawashiti. Sorry. Um, I mean, he's not all bad. He's, he's, he's had some good work, but my God. <laughs> yeah. Watiti. Uh, Eric, yo, Dave, a lot of folks have pointed out it's very interesting how the Shazam trailer uses uh, the Zack Snyder Justice League shots, leaving aside, ooh, ooh, does it mean they're uh, going to restore the, uh, uh, the Snyderverse? It does support that Patty said about the DCU filmmakers deem canon, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I believe that. They, they, they don't want to deem the Justice League canon, for sure. Please do not do that. Then we got Tet right here, or Zed. Look, uh, look, look, I did a thing. Oh, sweet. Is that the jo that's the Joker steps, huh? Is that the Joker steps? That's pretty cool. Lucky. Cool, I like that. Doing a little dance on the Joker steps. I like it. Ryan, the DC Superman tweet, much ado about nothing. Interesting timing regardless. Yeah, it's a comic book thing, so it has nothing to do when it comes to movies, I don't think. I'm pretty sure it's a comic book thing, so I think, uh, yeah, it's got to be a comic book thing. Uh, Ronak, uh, imagine the shit show Sony would be getting if VFX companies blamed them instead of Marvel, right? Yeah, but of course, uh, mom's the word, you know, a lot of people aren't going to mention about this thing with Marvel because they love Marvel so much. But I'm, I'm glad that I saw a lot of people tweeting about it today when it came to Marvel and people were saying like, hey, just give give these VFX artists some time. You know, these deadlines are ridiculous. Uh, Cooper Knox, in regards to the Marvel uh, VFX article, pixel fucked sounds like an, <laughs> yeah, sounds like an NS. NSFW movie, yeah, Pixel Fuck, the, the sequel to Pixels uh, with Adam Sandler. R-rated. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to get fucked by the Pixels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, anyways, there you go. You get an Adam Sandler impression at the end of the show. You're welcome. All right, guys. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in to Film Junkie today. Like I said, news was a little bit calmer today, which is always kind of nice after a crazy weekend that it was. But make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Um, hit that like thumbs up. Yeah, I already said that. Uh, make sure you subscribe if you want to become a member. Hit the join button. Uh, members only stream tomorrow after tomorrow's show. Got the Patreon and all the other various things you can follow me on that are linked down below. So do yourself a favor. Do all that. And, uh, yeah, guys, I'll see you guys tomorrow at the same junkie time, same junkie channel. Love you. Talk to you later.
wait, I was about to hit the wrong thing. Mm -hmm.